Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace. And I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina. And as we've stepped into the new year, what a privilege and honor. You know, as I've been praying over the last several weeks and, and God's been speaking to my heart, I, I, want, you to, I want you to get a hold of uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. For in Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. Now, I want to read that again. In Him we have redemption through His blood. Now, how did you get redemption? You got it through His blood. So what does that do? The redemption of His blood immediately is the forgiveness of sins. In other words, your sin and your confession is not based on your sin. Your, in other words, your forgiveness and your confession is not going to remove your sin. It's His blood that removes your, His sin, your sin. And according to the riches of His grace. You know, pe- people have said to me over and over, you, you know, Pastor Pete, uh, uh, I was taught that only my past sins from the day I was born until the day that I became a Christian have been forgiven and that my future sins are not forgiven unless I confess them and seek forgiveness. Now, how many times have you heard that? That God forgave you of everything that you've done up until the point you got saved. And from that point on there, you got to ask confession every day. And you can never find that in the Scripture because there's only one Scripture that says that, and that's in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. And he was talking to agnostics there. And so he was really talking to people that was mixing grace and the law. Now, my brethren and my sister, when Jesus died on the cross, how many of your sins were future? So, unless you're more than 2,000 years old, all your sins were future then. Jesus took all them upon himself, nailed them to the cross, and declared, It is finished in John 19 and 30, which is one of my favorite verses. So, if you're not forgiven of all, then you're not forgiven at all. If you're not forgiven of all your sins, then you're not forgiven of any of your sins at all. You mean Jesus also died for the sin that I just committed? Yes, I do. Because if we can understand grace, and we can understand this finished work, if we can understand forgiveness, you know, the Bible says that we're lacking because we don't know, and we're barren in our life because we don't know we're totally forgiven. If every moment you're falling in and out of grace, you're not, guys. In the 80s, when Jimmy Swaggart and, and Jim Baker fell, and I, all over the paper, it's, they've fallen from grace. No, they hadn't. They'd fell into grace.
Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace. And I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina. And what a privilege and an honor it is to be with you today. You know, we're in a new year, and what a blessing that is. And what a blessing it is to be a child of God today. You know, Christ is your wisdom, and He'll prosper you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, But of Him are you in Christ Jesus, who became for us the wisdom of God. Now, how many of you know that Christ is your wisdom? In other words, He said, If you lack wisdom, ask me, and I'll give you that wisdom. So we know that Solomon was one of the wealthiest and the prosperous and the most successful men of all. Yet, but everything he done was done on worldly wisdom, and he never done it on godly wisdom. It is believed that there has never been a wealthier king than King Solomon. God gave him wisdom that not only made him wise in matters of justice, but also brought him gold and brought him silver. You can find that in 1 Kings 13, 12, and 13. But I want you to understand, you know, it's a proven fact that according to some, some letters that I've read, Solomon's temp temple in terms of existing value would have been worth about $87 billion in today's time. The garments that the priests wore were worth 11 to $12 million. These amounts only cover what Solomon spent on the temple and not on his personal assets. So how wise was Solomon? And then we can look at Solomon's life, and you know he had 300 wives and 700 concubines. That don't sound like real good wisdom there. And then we go on to see that the wisdom, the Christ, is your wisdom. So we go on talking about the riches of King Solomon, but the Bible tells us that there is one greater than Solomon in Matthew 12 and 42. His name is Jesus, and he is the most prosperous man who ever lived and who will ever live. If there was a need to feed the hungry, he simply multiplied whatever food was placed in his hand. On one occasion, he multiplied five loaves and two fish and fed 5,000 men, not counting the women and children. So there's somewhere around 15,000 people. And incredibly, there was 12 baskets left over for the 12 disciples in Matthew chapter 14, verse 15 through 21. If any of his own faced lack, it was not long before abundant provision flowed to them. Not only, his disciples caught nothing after a long night of fishing. He merely spoke a word of command and the schools of fish obeyed, swimming toward his disciples' boat so that they received a net-breaking, boat-sinking load of fish in Luke 5. Man, and in another incident, he provided the money for the temple tax, even if it took a fish to bring it to them in Matthew. Let me tell you something. The, when God was feeding the 5,000, it never increased in his hand. It only increased when it left the disciples' hands. So we got to understand what's happening here, that the wisdom that God has placed inside of us is the wisdom of Jesus. And we are full of the wisdom of Jesus. Remember 1 Corinthians 1 and 30? But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who became for us the wisdom of God. My brothers and my sisters, I want you to understand something. The same Jesus has become for you wisdom from God. If you're a businessman or a businesswoman or a business person, or, 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 you, or you're trying, a real estate agent, whatever you're dealing with, with Christ in you, you have wisdom that is greater than the wisdom of all the world's business gurus put together. 
Now, that's a powerful revelation. And if you're a student, Christ in you will manifest wisdom and is greater than all the wisdom of the brilliant minds in the academic world. So we got to understand that we have the wisdom of God. And you ask yourself today, you sit around, and I want you to, I want you to really focus on this just a few minutes and just say to yourself, I have the wisdom of God. I have the wisdom of God. I have the wisdom of God. I'm going to make right decisions. I'm going to make the perfect decision. I'm going to do the right thing because I have the wisdom of God. Brothers and sisters, I want you to understand, believe that because Jesus, God's wisdom is in you. You have His wisdom. There is no reason you cannot prosper today. There's no reason you cannot be successful today. There's no reason that you can't move and change the world today. There's no reason. And astonish the world in the same way Solomon did. Now, as a, as a reality and as a thought today, I want you to get a hold of this. Because Jesus, God's wisdom, is in you, there's no reason you cannot prosper today. There's no reason you cannot be successful. There's no reason you can't have that wonderful marriage. There's no reason you can't have that remarkable life. There's no reason you can't walk in divine health. There's no reason that you can't have the wisdom of God. There's no reason that you can't prosper in every arena of your life and that you can do exactly what God's called you to do because the wisdom of God is on the inside of you. You are full of His wisdom. You're full of His intimacy. You're full of His relationship. You only have touched the surface of what you can be. Go and be exactly what she's destined you to be because you are full of greatness and you are full of wisdom. Walk in that, live in that, speak that, confess that, talk that, and live in that, and watch what the Lord is doing because grace is on your side and grace is backing you in everything you do. That's the beauty of grace.